a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Utah Puck Report. It's getting to the uh, the postseason for a lot of teams. And uh, today we're going to have a special guest that we've been talking about the entire season. The entire season we keep talking about having her on and finding her path. And I'll tell you, the, the most questions I get are from, uh, you know, obviously I get a lot of parents that call or email or text or stop me at the rink and want to talk about how these kids get out of, out of town. But the one name that keeps coming up is Kyra Yu. How did she get out of Utah because there are so many moms and dads of young female hockey players that need to know or want to know, how does it happen? Can it really happen? Uh, is hockey a legitimate uh, avenue for us to pursue for scholarships? So, Kyra, welcome to the show. Hi. So, and now for all the doubters, your name is Kyra Yu, correct? Yes, okay. correct. <laughs> so, we just had that issue with, uh, you know, like we were talking about. Uh, we had uh, some highlights of you, awesome highlights, by the way, and uh, the announcer was saying your name right, saying your name wrong, and you said that happens quite a bit. Yeah. All right, so tell us, where where are we speaking to you from right now? Um, well, currently I'm in Vermont for spring break. Um, my host family from high school, their daughter also plays hockey, and we ended up picking the same college, so oh, we're teammates cool. again, and so, yeah, it's awesome. They open up their home to me, and... I spend a lot of breaks here. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so how long of a drive is that for you guys from to, to Vermont from New England? Um, Vermont to school is about four hours. Oh, that's not terrible. Yeah, it's better than a six-hour plane ride back right. to Utah. <laughs> right. All right, so um, I guess the big question is, we gotta, we got to talk. Tell us your first hockey team, your first hockey memory. Um, first? Team first memory is probably playing house league in Ogden with um, Golden Spike. That's like where it all started, I guess. <laughs> okay, and did you get into hockey because your older brother was playing, or how did that, how did that start for you? So I believe it was my dad. He started skating like a lot later on in life, and he got my older brother into it, and then the rest of us kind of just followed. <laughs> okay, cool. And so maybe you and your brother started at the same time and, and just uh, started doing... When did you decide that this was going to be something you wanted to do? Was it, uh, you know, at that Golden Spike time where you're like, I'm a hockey player, this is, what, this is my favorite thing? <laughs> I definitely, around that time, I realized that I loved hockey, but not until I was a little older that I realized what was out there, like um, with the camps and things like that, like meeting other people, I started to realize there was 
more than just Utah hockey. Yeah. So tell me about camps. Um, so obviously there are summer camps that you go to train at. Did you go to summer camps around here? Uh, yeah, I went to, I would do some of the Utah camps, just like at the ice sheet over the summer. I've done camps in like Vegas, um, Minnesota, just like wherever. Yeah. And I know your dad tried super hard because I took your brother to Shattuck St. Mary's to that camp. Did I, I think I only took him yeah. once, right? <laughs> I think yeah, came and to... I think it was a, either the year after or a few years after I ended up going to their girls' camp. <laughs> yeah, because we tried super hard, but I don't think they had a camp for your age group yet. I know they had girls' camps, or, or they allowed you know girls in camps, but they didn't have... I think you were just too young the year we took uh, Tristan to that camp. And then I remember yeah. something weird. Tell me, do you remember... I can't... The day camp ended with us, and uh, it was me and your brother and my son had to stay an extra night so we were there by ourselves and they went out and they played shinny hockey on the uh on the tennis courts and then he got this crazy rash do you remember any of this i remember that where it was like a like allergic reaction yeah but it was so weird yeah i remember that i was i i had stuff with me and i think i gave him sudafed and that wasn't working and then i started uh sending you know, pictures to doctors I knew back here. And I'm like, what is this? Cause I was freaking out. Like maybe it was chiggers or maybe you'd gotten something, you know, cause they'd play, they'd played in the, you know, in the woods there in Minnesota. So I was, it was crazy rash though. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, Kind of crazy. Okay. So you, you go to camps to train and now you're, you're getting older. At what time do you start looking and what teams are you playing for here in Utah? Like, are you, it's not girls teams, right? You're playing with boys. Yeah, so growing up, House League was always boys. There's always either me and one other girl or just me. So I think, yeah, I did boys. Then my peewee year, I was playing for um, Metcalf with his regulators and then a a Lady Lightning team, like a U14 team, I believe, um, popped up. And at that time, I was technically playing U19 girls hockey. Right. But that was like a kind of just to get me on the ice and because um, I was pretty young at the time but I yeah I was about a peewee when Lady Lightning started a U14 team so it was like my age group so yeah. it was a lot different than playing with the older girls right because that's got to be quite a culture shock too to be a 14 year old and then all of a sudden be in a, a dressing room with 19 year old women yeah, well, actually, it was on, I remember it was my ninth birthday, and I was trying out for um, Dennis Marinetti's U19 team, oh, <laughs> so I was wow. pretty young. <laughs> yeah, and I I remember those, too, because you had uh, a couple of the girls I coached, uh, girl goalies, um, a couple, uh, they're, I'm forgetting their names right now, but they, same thing, they're like 10, 11 years old, and they're playing in those U19 games in net, and just... yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a big jump. <laughs> yeah, huge jump. All right, so Pee Wee's, you're nine ten, you're playing U nineteen, and then you get to play U fourteen with the Lady Lightning. But are you still mostly? Because I, I remember you played regulators for quite a few years, right? A few years anyway. Yeah, I, I it was mostly boys hockey, and then whenever I could, I would play girls. Um, but like with the coaches, like Metcalf, you know, I really want to be on the ice with him. So practices, I. You know, love those. Right. Um, do you feel how, – how did that feel development-wise? Did you feel like there was a 
um, a benefit to being on the ice with the men, or was there a benefit to being ice being on the ice with the women? Um, I mean, at that age, ice is ice, but I did feel the benefit of skating um, with the boys, like being able to um, keep up with them. At that time, I was first year, second year Pee Wee. We're all mostly the same size. There's no like um, physical like right. No checking. You know, they yet. weren't that much bigger, but there were a few big kids. But um, just being able to keep up with them and like. Just skating, just getting experience with them, I feel like it really helped me. Okay. And um, at what point do you start? What, what birth year are you now? What birth year are you? I, I'm a 98. Oh, you're a 98. Okay. So at, at, now that you get into Bantams and, and checking starts happening, how, how was that for you as a girl playing on the boys' teams? What, did they treat you fairly? Do you feel like guys went out of their way not to hit you or guys went out of their way to hit you? Um, I feel like there's a little bit of both. It was it was kind of funny. When you're at that age, those kids, you know, they're your best friends. And I feel like they were, they wanted to be very protective. So it was kind of like the unspoken thing. Like if someone wanted to hit me, then they were kind of, you know, putting out there for everyone else to hit them. Yeah. So, but it was about, I was about a band when I decided that it was time to leave and play girls hockey. Okay. All right, so where do you go at this point? You're a Bantam, and, and now you've got to play women's hockey, and there's not a ton of options. I mean, there are a couple options here in Utah, but, I mean, for to to progress, you have to leave the state, right? Yeah, well, especially during my time, um, I feel like women's or girls' hockey has definitely grown in Utah, but for when I was that age, I made a lot of connections when I would do the district camp. And, like, that was in, at the Oval. So all these girls from the West Coast are flying to our rink to do a camp. And then I just started making friends, started learning about all the other different teams in the area and stuff like that, like, just for West Coast. And that's when we decided to look into playing in Dallas. And um, some of my teammates that I've known forever, like, we all met at those camps. Right. Right. So, and it, there are a couple other girls went to Dallas as well too. Did they end up going with you? I'm trying to think. Uh, is that where Cahill went as well? Oh, uh, Cahill ended up going to Madison, and then she was in Vermont. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm trying to think of who else went to Dallas. Um, I know it's a girl goalie, but it's. I'm getting old, and my mind is slipping. But uh, I, I know, <laughs> I know. So for usual, usually when we talk to a hockey player that made it to college, their path is. Almost everybody that we've had on the show went from Utah to Colorado. But the girls, it seems like there had to be other choices. And since you're the first, you're, you're the spokesperson for your, for all females at this point. So everybody's listening to every word you say, just trying to figure out what path to take. So you go to Dallas and how did that go for you? What team were you on and what, how old were you at that time? Um, I was. 13 turning 14 and I played for the Dallas Stars um it's I don't know which league they are now but we just played in the tier one elite like we just played had league weekends and um it was awesome I lived with host families there that are still family to me right and um just like made made a lot of connections while I was there I guess with people that um were also like playing all over yeah that's it's tough because you think about it all the time. We talk about the guys leaving at 14, 15, and you're leaving at 13. And 
happened to live with a host family. And so right out of the gate, your first host family worked out. You ended up, that billet became family forever? Or did you have issues first? Oh, no, definitely family forever. Um, daughter ended up, like, leaving teams and then playing for a prep school, and they they hooked me up with another school. Like, they were definitely had my best interest in mind, and they kind of really helped me, like, also connect with other teams. Yeah, that's cool. So you go from Dallas AAA to prep school. Where was your prep school? Uh, it was a private school in Vermont that had a prep hockey team. Okay. And how was that? Did you – so that's a dorm life, right? You're in a dorm? No, I actually lived with a host family as well there. Oh, that works out. That's not bad. Yeah, it, it was awesome. It was a great situation um, because it's, you know, kind of a little more homey. <laughs> right. Very nice. So, and that's the family that you're with now? Yes. All right, so how many years did you play prep school? Uh, I was at the school for my junior and senior year of high school. Okay. All right. That's crazy just to think about. Um, it it's just seems harder to me to, and I hope this isn't a sexist thing to say, but it just seems harder for me to send my daughter away that young. To, no, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, and just to, and to go live with some strange family and – you know, we had we've had a couple guys on here that uh like with Mason Mack, you know, there's there's a couple times where your host family doesn't work at first. And then you bounce around a little bit and uh it's just awesome to hear that everything's fallen in place and you've made friends along the way and and family for that matter. So you get to play prep school. How how was prep school for you? And is it a, is it pretty physical? Um I I loved it. It was very fast-paced. Um you know, you have good teams in the tier one elite league, but I I feel like the prep school league is a little underestimated. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you don't really have anything to compare it to. Uh, maybe just elementary here academically, but I mean these guys are you're going to prep school, so it's you live the life. All you're doing is hockey and school, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're just their whole plan in life is to get you ready to go to college. Yeah, they um, they definitely really emphasize um, preparing people for, you know, the sport part of college, but definitely the academic part. Okay. And uh, at what point do you start looking, when do you commit to college? I committed the, um, the winter of my senior year of high school. Okay. And were there a lot of schools after you, or...? Not so many. Oh, yeah, a good handful. Um, aside from, like, academics, like, hockey really narrowed the list down for me. Okay. That's what. That's kind of what I want to get to, is how do you pick... Uh, tell us the name of your university again. I go to the University of New England. The Nor'easters, correct? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, how do you how does you pick the school? And you say one of your best friends ends up there with you. Or is that one of the deciding factors? Um, that, I feel like that was just a, just a an bonus. added bonus, but, yeah. um, her family, my junior took me on my first college visit there. And then throughout the next year, I was visiting a lot and, um, doing tours, shadowing, um, spending the night as a recruit with the team. Um, and that's something my coaches at Rice really helped me like set up 
because that's not something I was familiar with. Right. And um, just preparing me and just seeing where I thought I fit in best. And that was just kind of went into the decision. So what other schools did you look at? Um, I looked at mainly um, East Coast schools, but a few Midwest. There was a team um, in Aurora, Illinois. That was a startup. Um, Their coach came from the University of Vermont, like women's program. So I looked into there a little. Um, Northland College in Wisconsin, small college there. I I looked into that. Um, It was something I was a little more familiar with. Playing in Dallas, you fly out to tournaments a lot. And Wisconsin was one of the places we would fly out to. Of course. And then just a few East Coast schools. Well, that's cool. So uh, New England feels like home to you. You you fit in perfectly, right? That's, so that's that's where you decide to go. Yeah. And uh, tell us about like just all of a sudden being a college freshman and the expectations. Did you feel new expectations on the ice or... You know, how's that transition from prep school to college? Um, the transition was, uh, I feel like it was really different for me. My, well, I played forwards my whole life. I was off, like always an offensive player. And then my freshman year of college, I was thrown on defense. Wow. <laughs> and it was just, it was very different for me. It was pretty different for my parents, too. Um, I had a lot to learn about D. Um, yeah. I didn't really realize how little I knew about it until I was <laughs> thrown into it. But well, I understood why, and this next, or this last year, I was on forward, and it was different, too. Yeah. So that's a that's a huge growing experience, though, right? So I, I've coached a lot of forwards that don't have a defensive clue in their body. And uh, is that maybe part of the reason that you all of a sudden were thrown on D? Is it just a learning is it, is this a lesson, or do they really think you were going to be a defenseman for the rest of your career? <laughs> I feel like it was just how um, the group worked with, like, the dynamic of the team. We're doing a different system, okay. and it had it mainly had three people back, so I was, like, the most back person, like, on the blue line. And um, it my coach explained it to me as I had speed, and if I needed to get back, I could, so I just kind of... Had to really trust him on that one. Yeah, jeez, what a what a transformation, and that's got to be tough because all of a sudden now you're playing college, now you're playing with the big girls, and now you're a defenseman for the first time in your life. That's got to be just tough. And I've I've been hearing like you say, you know, a different system with maybe a third back, and normally we figure that center is going to come, you know, skate forward and skate back, and the defense the center's job is to kind of help out on defense. But I've been hearing lately about. You know, and it's mostly overseas stuff that's coming to, to North America now where they don't even really teach, you know, three up, two back. They just teach five players on the ice and kind of a just rotating. So that might be something all players are going to have to learn soon is all aspects of, of, of the ice, except for goaltending, right? Because nobody, yeah. nobody wants to do that. <laughs> All right, so, so uh, how did this year go? How, tell us about stuff. We got to keep up with you a little bit. It was fun, and we got to see some video highlights, but tell us uh, your, your thoughts on how this season went for you. Um, this season was probably one of the best um, we've had so far, like, just as a group. From day one, we had a good, we had good chemistry off the ice, and it really translated um, onto the ice. 
and it was like translating and other things like we were breaking a lot of like program records and it just felt really good it makes you excited for the next season yeah. but um it's just like it just everything off the ice carried over and just everything aligned i guess that's cool man. that's that's and that's one of those unique things that i think uh women hold over men is that like men have chemistry or whatever but women become family when they seem to play together and uh you guys take it to the next level and i've seen that with my daughter's teams is that they there's when the the, the right chemistry is there and they have that bond they're inseparable off the ice or well not for her off the ice but you know off the field or whatever <laughs> but uh it's it's just impressive to see how much of a family some teams can really become and then that really relays into the sport right you just like you said start breaking records and start uh just really gelling and knowing just playing better together yeah exactly so how many goals did you end up with this year um i'm actually not sure how many goals i got this year i think you had 10 10 yeah Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good season, and um, so how did your guys' season end? Were you, you were in a conference championship conference. How did the conference end for you guys? Oh, it was. Um, we were in the semifinal game, which was um, great for us. We had a great start to the season and kind of got into a comfortable rut, and then come playoffs, we really showed up. Um, our first quarterfinal game was against a team that had swept us one weekend, and we pulled out a 2-0 win. So going into the next week for semis, um, we were pretty fired up. We lost to Endicott, who went on to win um, our league. And we definitely put up a fight. It was You can't like be mad about a loss. That's a good game. Right. And you just you think you guys, the, the girls that are going to stay learned a lot, and you're going to bring in new girls, and next year's a whole new whole new ball game, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's awesome. We're we're super excited to watch everything that was going on with you and be able to um, see, you know, because, you know, we've been following and we watch, we post whenever you score goals or get assists and try to keep keep track. And it's been a lot of fun to watch. And we're, we're super excited for how things are going for you and, and for the team. Um, so now I got questions for you that I ask everybody. And I, I just want to know um, – and maybe you've already said the answer because sometimes they come up during the interview, but you can't say your family. And we do need to talk about your dad, though, because he's one of the most entertaining guys <laughs> I know. But um, you can't say family. But who has helped you with your hockey life the most, or just life? Who who do you think has been a good inspiration for you and been there when you needed it? Like a a person. <laughs> yeah. Have you had like yeah, one um, one person that really stepped up when you needed kind of direction? Yeah, I would have to say Steve Metcalf. I was just the first year Pee Wee when I ended up trying out for his team and from then on out just things like hockey made sense, like system wise, um, fundamental wise and I just I loved going to practice every day. It's it was an hour drive from Ogden but then I don't even remember that ever bothering me at all growing up. And he you could just tell he loved what he was doing, and it, that really translates to the kids that are 
also on the ice with you. Very cool. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, I think his name's come up before, and you know his name came up in your interview. But I, there's been a few other people that have been really thankful for Metcalf, and you know he's always he's just a great guy, and he's done a lot of good things here. And I always, even though we have rival camps or whatever, every time he posts his camp, I I put it up on my camp website and say, hey, Metcalf's got his camp, and he just does a great job with kids. He's just amazing. And you're right, his love for yeah, hockey. I think he's great. <laughs> his love for hockey really shows. All right, so the next question is. You got to think back to when you're, you know, now you're 10 or 12. And I want you to give advice to the young girls that are coming up. Tell us, uh, I want yours to be a little bit more than what the guys tell us. Tell us, you know, motivate those younger girls. Tell them pitfalls to miss. And what what would be your best advice for these girls now? Um, Definitely would be to, I know it sounds cliche, but to never give up. Because when I was going through um, boys hockey, there was a lot of times I wasn't getting ice time. And I, it's pretty discouraging when you're a kid, but when you just kind of work through it and then keep working to see what other opportunities you have, you never know what's going to come up. Okay, so that's, that's good advice. Because a lot of times if, uh, if there's a season and uh, you're that fourth line and you're not getting a ton of ice time, it's easy to quit at that point. And yeah, it's the funny thing is, is the most of the players that we've had on here were when they were younger, were not good. And they were fourth line guys. And that includes Trevor Lewis that, and Daniel Brickley and Sam Brickley. These guys were fourth line guys a lot of times in their, in their life. And they just kept going to practice and working at it, getting better. And uh, obviously opportunity opened up for them. I mean, they earned it, right? It doesn't just open up. You have to earn those opportunities and keep pushing until a door opens. And that's exactly what you've done, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, I guess that's pretty much it. I mean, that's all we really had to talk about. I just, I'm excited that we finally got you on. I got to talk to you. And I know a lot of, a lot of moms are going to be listening to this. And hopefully we've answered some questions for them. If not... I'm going to have to have you back on. We're going to have to figure this out. So are you coming home this <laughs> summer? No problem. Are you coming home um, this summer? This summer, yeah, I'll be home for a little bit. All right. So when you come home this summer, what we should do is have a few of you guys come up and we'll have you on the show and we'll just we'll do one of the video ones and get everybody in and, and talk through everything. I think that'd be awesome. All right, Kyra. Thank you so much for being on the show, and thanks for setting us straight on uh, on a few things. And for those people who are listening for the first time and haven't subscribed yet, all you got to do is text the word "puck" to five seven five hundred, or go to kslsports.com, go to podcasts, and just it's simple. Just click our little link there, and it'll help you subscribe right there. And that's how you help support us, and we're going to keep supporting Utah hockey and talking to awesome people like Kyra. Kyra, once again, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. And that's it for the Utah Puck Report.